Hey everyone, King Kyrie here, and this is my first podcast. I'm extremely nervous. I decided that I was going to take the time to sort of introduce myself and give everyone sort of a little glimpse into King Kyrie's world. Um, before I get too far off the beaten path with who I am, I would like to put out a disclaimer that in my future podcast, I will be talking about things that may be sensitive to some viewers. Huh? As if you're watching. I'm sorry. Listeners, you see that? Nervous already. And this is pre-recorded. What I've got to be nervous about? I have no idea. Anyway, there are certain topics that will be extremely difficult to listen to, and some of them will be over politics, and those differences of opinion may cause some friction. I do apologize in advance. Some of them are over racism. Some of them are over rape. Some of them are over white privilege, straight privilege, male privilege. Privilege in general can be very problematic for our society. And I think another one that's going to really ruffle a lot of feathers is toxic patriotism. And I want to apologize to you all now that it's not my intention to attack anyone, but I will be sharing my opinions and I'll be asking my co-hosts to share their opinions as well. My co-hosts will be rotating and I will have different people speaking every now and again. I will be doing some podcast on my own, but I will be having some guests. And if you would like to, you know, talk to any of them, I will see if they want to have their information shared. But right now, I think I'm getting a little too far off the beaten path. So let me come back to me, King Kyrie. First off, obviously, King Kyrie is a nickname. Uh, my name is Stacy Kyrie Turner, but I stopped going by Stacy for the most part back in 2015. And people have always asked me why. The problem with Stacy is that people often expect something else. And I know that's not my fault. That's not anything that I can control, but it is my problem to deal with. Like today, when I had to get a hotel room, um, I gave someone my credit card and of course has got my legal name, Stacy Kyrie Turner on it. And the guy was like, Oh, well, is Stacy here? She's got to be the one to check into the room. And I'm like, look at my ID because I had given him my ID first. He didn't even bother to look at it. And he was like, Oh wait, yeah, you are Stacy. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. But anyway, that's not the point. That is one of the reasons why Stacy quickly became Kyrie. Um, so that's about my name. Going on to some of my hobbies, I love to talk, as you probably could have guessed, and I love to have, I think, intellectual conversations about tough topics. Um, I like to investigate and look things up. My degree that I earned from IUSB, Indiana University of South Bend, was in communication. However, when I took that um, degree path, I had to take quite a few psychology courses. I had to take journalism courses. I had to do a lot as far as sociology, and I had to do a lot as far as communication. And when people hear that, they're like, well, what do you do? You typically do a lot of research. And I've come to find that I really enjoy researching. Um, with my minor, I earned, uh, it was in marketing and advertising. Um, I really enjoyed that because it shed a light on 
how the world, or should I say America, is broken up. Demographics are extremely important, and that's sort of how I came to start up this particular podcast, because it's aimed towards millennials. Um, When I say aimed, I mean those are the people that are probably most going to listen to me. However, you do have older people that enjoy listening to podcasts who are not part of our generation, who are not part of, you know, our little thing, the millennial crew, that will listen to me. And I think it's important that they hear our perspective because I know that there are people out there who are going to be extremely confused with the direction we are going in as a nation, as a generation. And millennials get a lot of hate. We get a lot, a lot of hate. And honestly, it's not our fault. But I I can talk about that for a while. I'm going to move on from that. Going back to my hobbies, I think that it's important to um, note that I love to work out. Um, I also just like listening to music. I can download, I have an iPod, I'm still rocking an iPod, and it's got like 3,000 songs on it, anything from K-pop to country to rock to a little bit of uh, metal. Um, I also have everything that Beyonce has released so far, with the exception of her latest album, The Whole Black is King. I didn't really care for the new Lion King, and though I am a huge Beyonce fan, like huge, 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 um, I didn't care for her in the new Lion King, and I so many people have gotten on me about that, saying that I'm not a real fan, but trust me, I am. I'm also a huge fan of Pink. I really enjoy Panic at the Disco. I was pleasantly surprised with the Jonas Brothers coming back together for their little album, and it was really good. Um, from the One Direction crew, I stan Zane. I really appreciate him, you know, breaking off and going on his own. If you haven't listened to Zane's music, other than the radio bullshit, I highly recommend downloading or just streaming um, Icarus Falls. It's a 27 huge album, 27 songs, and there I think there's only like one or two on there that I just can't stand. But for the most part, that album is 20 plus songs of just pure ecstasy you can chill to that you can do whatever you want and as you can see i'm very passionate about music so go check out some of those moving on i really enjoy dodgeball um one of those things about me growing up being like the gay black guy you know playing dodgeball with all these jocks and it was so crazy i remember i was at gym once and dodgeball had been banned. This I was growing up in Texas, and I was at a huge high school, and dodgeball had recently gotten banned nationwide for the most part. And the uh, gym teacher decided we were going to start playing wink, wink, skyball, wink, wink. And I was like, yo, coach, this is dodgeball. And she was like, shut up. No, it's not. I was like, okay. And I was like, fine. I I'll do it. I think she thought that I was afraid of playing it, but no, mm-mm, mm-mm. no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> I got on the uh, court one day, and of course, you got the jocks who are going to, you know, pick all their friends and they're going to just destroy everyone else. And I ended up being on the air quote nerd team, and 
I don't know what it was, but it was extremely satisfying to knock those motherfuckers out. They were like, oh, I'm not picking him, pointing at me, saying that I'm not good enough to be on their dodgeball team. And, uh, okay, I decided to be on the team that wanted me, or should I say ended up with me. And I was the last man standing every single time. There are times that I lost, but for the most part, I won. And it was so satisfying to see them just get so angry and yell, come on, or how did you miss that? And I'm like, because I'm good at dodgeball. You know, you can throw the ball all day, every day, but if you can't hit somebody, then what good are you? And no one could hit me. I was like a fucking monkey on the dodgeball court. And the coach thought that she was going to be slick and start moving the line forward, you know, to try and, you know, give the, the jocks, you know, the edge because they didn't have it before. And they still couldn't get me. They, she finally just called and declared me the winner because she was like, y'all can't hit him. Y'all suck. And they, they hated that. But you know what? That's too bad. Anyway, dodgeball is my life. If that were an actual sport, what am I saying? It is a sport. If that were a professional sport, oh my God, I would be like the dodgeball king. But I digress. Moving on, I love Pokemon. Pokemon is my is my go-to game, other than Super Smash Brothers, of course. But let me let's talk about Pokemon first. I am a Aquarius. So I love water types. Aquarius is the water bearer for those who don't know. And water type Pokemon are my jam. Um, if I could be a water type gym leader, I don't know if this is considered cheating or not, but I would have, um, let's just say five. My five water type would be Swana would be the first one. Ludicolo would be the second one. And people are like, you can't choose Ludicolo because he's part grass. I'm like, well, you know, too bad. I'm choosing Ludicolo, uh, Starmie, Toxapex, and I would Mega Evolve Swampert. So that would be my five. And I think that I would do hella good with that particular five star or five Pokemon uh, water team. Anyone who came to my gym, I would fuck them up. But no, that that's just me. Uh, my favorite gen would probably be Gen 5 for the Pokemon, but for the, uh, like the, what's it called? Champion? Oh, I've got to give it to Gen 4, the Sinnoh region. Cynthia is amazing. As a gay man, I stand the fuck out of a powerful woman, and Cynthia was our first female champion, and I still think to this day is considered the toughest champion out of any of the Pokemon games. Some of you may disagree if you're millennials that know what I'm talking about, uh, but for the most part, anytime I see Cynthia in a new game, I will never talk to her. I will always run away because she always wants to fucking fight and she's always got like the best Pokemon. And I, I, I don't play that game. No, I'm not doing that. I've got to go and recuperate. I got to pick my best team. Then I'll go and talk to her. Sometimes she won't want to battle you, but sometimes she will. And you know what? I come prepared for this. Anyway, moving on to Super Smash Brothers. I love that game. Um, I haven't played the new one yet. I know, I know. How can I be a fan? I have played Ultimate. But um, coming from like the Wii U, I used to own uh, my mains were and don't hate me for this. because I know people say this all the time. You can only main with two characters, but I had like four or five characters. So my first main was Bowser Jr. Uh, I quickly grew to love Ness and Lucas. So that's mains two and three. And then I liked Corn, which is main four. 
And then King DDD, which is my heavyweight. So those are my five mains. I do fucks with Diddy Kong and I do fucks with Rosalina and Luma, but they are not, I'm not nearly as good with them. For those of you who know Super Smash, you know what I'm talking about. Now moving on to my work experience, because I've done a lot. As an Aquarius, I crave knowledge. I crave all sorts of things as far as different experiences. And work has always been something that I've never been too intimidated to try. And I've always excelled at everything that I've done. I've done a lot of serving. Um, Growing up in Texas, I had quite a few jobs. My first job was working at the YMCA in, um, I'm going to say Houston, but I think it was more Tomball area, um, right off of 249, the freeway. It was the fourth largest in the nation. And I remember going in and was like so bored a lot of times, you know, watching kids color, watching kids play games, occasionally turning on a movie, but the TV was on a rolly card and it was one of those box TVs. And I remember thinking to myself, this picture sucks and we're using VHSs. So if we have to, if you have to rewind, we'd have to literally wait and wait and wait. They didn't have a DVD player. This is the YMCA without a DVD player. What the fuck? And so I was like, you know what? Let's try something else. And me being me, the lover of dodgeball, I asked the uh, director, yo, they have four basketball courts. Can we use one? They were like, sure, why not? So I started playing dodgeball every day at the YMCA. I had the people who ran that uh, kids joint, the child watch area, sign, like, get these little waivers to have parents sign saying that if their kids got hurt, they wouldn't sue. And so we played dodgeball like fucking, like, aggressive like animals like these little kids who were literally 40 pounds wet were throwing this ball like it was their fucking like life and I'm like oh my god you guys are fucking crazies and they were like oh we play you know softball we play baseball I'm like well you can fucking tell so I mean this kid threw the ball harder than me and we had a rule you know no face shots but um occasionally people would get hit in the face and me being you know a teenager myself still in high school I tried my best but I still laughed at them I I I I tried not to but there was one instance where this girl came in and her friends were there and she came in with her sister she did not want to be there with her sister because it wasn't cool to have her little sister tagging along. So she decided that she was going to go play dodgeball and she had never played dodgeball before. I asked her plainly, do you want to go? Are you sure you want to go? Yes, I want to go. I'm sure I want to go. Okay. Tell me why the first ball I throw it hits her right in the face and her standing like with her back to the wall and she was facing away. It was like slow motion. So I know that I'm speaking. I can't, you can't really see me, of course, but try and visualize this. I blow the whistle and I say, go. You have kids run up to the line and they're passing the balls back. I pick up one off the floor She and her friends are still back in the starting line. They back up against the wall because they honestly really didn't want to go, which I knew from the get-go. 
and they decided they were just going to stand there. And so one of the active kids who I knew was a good dodger, I knew I wasn't going to hit him, but I was, you know, going to throw the ball at him anyway. I did not really see these little girls standing there against the wall behind him until he dodged out of the way. And in slow motion, I see her turn her head away from her friend who's sitting next to her to look straight at the ball coming right at her face and BAM! It hit her so hard. And I was like, stop! But it was one of those things where I was I was fighting a laugh the entire time because she burst into tears. So she was a paler um, white girl and her face where the ball hit her just turned red, like tomato red, like really deep red. And I was like, oh, are you okay? No, I'm not okay. I want to go back to the room. I was like, okay. And I was like, girls, do you want to go back to the room too? And they were like, mm, no. And they stayed there. And I walked her back to the room and she was there with her sister. She was crying the whole time. I wrote an incident report. She hugged her sister and those girls that she left her sister there for stayed in the gym. And when I got back, they were playing dodgeball and I was like, oh, that's not cool. But at the same time, you know, karma's a bitch. Even if you're a kid, it'll come for you. And I think because she wanted to be cool in front of her friends, that karma came for her. She ended up staying and playing with her sister anyway, but it took a dodgeball to the face to get that to get that far. But anyway, that was my first job. I really thoroughly enjoyed it and we played dodgeball like literally every day. I lost so much weight because literally when I would get there, the kids would be waiting for me. They would know what time I would get there. And there'd be times when parents would come and pick their kids up and the kids would be like, no, wait, go back and work out some more. We want to play dodgeball. And the parents would literally be like, uh, fine, 10 more minutes. And they were literally telling their parents to take us to take them to the gym make their parents work out so they can go play dodgeball. And I got a lot of praise for that. Not to toot my own horn, but I got a lot of praise for that because I upped the foot traffic in that YMCA for starting dodgeball. And it, 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 it got to a point where it did get a little out of control because it was literally like 60 kids and like me and like one other person. So we had to hire more people. But we had this program called Kids Night Out where the parents would drop their kids off and they would like leave the facility. Most times you can't do that. But if you sign a special waiver, you can join the Kids Night Out. We had a cap at 50 kids. And I was like, okay, that's cool. So I told them, you know, let me take over this program. I will have a kids, you know, Kids Night Out that everyone's going to love. Why the fuck did I tell everyone that I was doing it? Because the cap was at 50, right? Tell me why there were 77 kids. 77 kids, and they bought food for 50. I'm like, if y'all have a sign-up sheet, and y'all know that there are 27 more kids, 27 more mouths to feed than what you have allotted for, why the fuck would y'all do that to me? And then, like... We had a water balloon. I mean, the kids had a good time. Me, not so much, because I was doing more running around than anything else. And so I didn't really get to play with them. And that's really, really pissed me off the most, was I like to be able to play. I want to play dodgeball. I want to play with the water balloons. I want to have the hula hoop contest. But I couldn't do that because I had to, you know, do my job. But anyway, I mean, I was a teenager, so what, what do you expect? But anyway, 
that was my first job. Uh, I will say that I did get fired from that job over some bullshit, and I will talk about that in another podcast. But when I tell you why I got fired from that job, boy, oh boy, well, some of you get pissed because thinking about it now gets my blood boiling. Let's move on. My second job, I worked at a daycare. I was comfortable working with kids, so I decided to say, you know what, let's still stay on that train. Let's work with some kids. This daycare was right across the street from a school. And where I grew up, the uh, school district was the one of the best in the state. I think it was number four in the state, number 20, if whatever, in the country. And the kids, from my experience, going to these schools weren't bad. But as an adult, watching these kids is a different story. I thought that since, you know, I worked with kids previously at the YMCA, that, you know, all the kids would be the same. Well, it's kind of different when the kids know that their parents aren't in the next room, that they can't see them through the cameras or through the little uh, two or one way mirrors that we had around the room. So at the YMCA, the kids were semi-aware that their parents weren't far away, so they had to behave. These motherfuckers were so bad at this daycare. It was literally like night and fucking day. Some of them were so spoiled. They had to have their food cooked a certain way. Not because they were allergic, but because they didn't like it that way. And these fucking cooks did it. And what should I say? The cooks were forced to do it. And that is why the cook position was always vacant. Because the cooks would come in there, work for a week, and be like, fuck this. I'm not making egg whites because little Johnny What's-His-Fuck didn't want to eat the yolk. Like, I'm sorry. Like, there was... We get a list of kids who have dietary restrictions... (laughs) based off of religion and allergies. And sometimes they have special restrictions because their parents are, you know, bougie as fuck and they pay a little more. But if you're paying the daycare more, but not paying the cook more, that's a problem. Because when you've got to cook for 80 kids, but you've got 20 special orders, I'm sorry, I would say fuck that place too. I was the temporary cook in that place one time and once is more than enough. I'll never do it again. Well... I resigned from that place because they got a whiff that I was going to sue. I wasn't going to sue them. Someone told them that I could potentially sue. And it was off some bullshit. So these kids, like I said, were so bad. They decided that they were going to knock out one of my coworkers, a teacher who taught in the um, pre-K class. You had two kids sit on both of her legs as she was standing up, sit on both of her feet and grab her legs. And you had two kids get behind her and you had two kids grab her on the arms and one kid came and pushed her. This was all on camera and she was knocked out because she hit her head and she was knocked unconscious. None of the kids received any uh, reprimands. They were all allowed to stay there and the, the girl or the lady who got knocked out was pretty much essentially told that it was her fault for allowing her those kids to gang up on her or whatever. And I'm like, what? That's bullshit. So I remember one girl was like, you know what? Fuck this place. That's a sign. And she quit right then and there. The girl who ended up getting knocked out was in the hospital. They had to have someone come in temporarily to fill her position. Then she sued all the kids' parents 
who were involved in the incident because the the doctor who did her assessment said that she she was black she wore weave that the weave actually cushioned it so that she didn't fall because she literally hit the back of her head and I don't know much about head injuries, but I guess getting hit in the very, very back of your head, especially when you're pushed with that much force, is like almost a death sentence. So she sued. And then I was there talking about why none of these kids were getting, you know, expelled from the daycare. And then they didn't really like that. And I was talking about how this individual was suing and how she was right to sue. And they were like, yeah, we want you to resign. And I was like, fine, I'll resign. Fuck this place. So that's job number two. Job number three, ugh, I started to dabble in serving and I decided to start in this little hole in the wall Cajun restaurant, serve good as food, but the owner was fucking terrible. He was an asshole. Don't really know. I don't remember his name. All I know is that anytime he spoke, he was very condescending to people. He was very matter of factly. He was very uh, abrasive about his demeanor. And he just didn't, he just didn't give a fuck. It was his restaurant. It was his money, but motherfucker didn't own the building. So apparently I was there for a month and a half. He and the property manager didn't really get along. And apparently he thought that his restaurant was so good. It was attracting so many customers that his rent should go down. So he decided he was not going to pay the property guy who owned the plaza, uh, X amount of money. The guy was like, no, motherfucker, you owe me this much each month. And he never got his money. So he wouldn't change the locks on the doors. I show up to work one day and I was like, what's going on? The locks are changed. There's a sign on the, the fucking door saying we're closed. And that was that. I didn't get fired, but I didn't have a job after that. So then from there on, I went to, I think, McDonald's. Oh my God, that is a story. So let me tell y'all about this. I don't, I don't even know where to begin with McDonald's. I'm not really a fast food person. I do eat at certain fast food restaurants, but McDonald's ain't one of them. So to work at this place and not like any of the food was a huge disconnect. Every time I went into work, my feet started to hurt because it was like, oh, it's poison. I could just feel it in the air. There are so many stories I could tell you. So many stories I could tell you. I'm gonna talk to you about a particular one. It was close to when I was leaving. I stayed at McDonald's for a year and like some change. First off, my first fucking raise after a year working there was four fucking cents. Those people at the top couldn't even give me a fucking nickel. Four fucking pennies, that's what y'all gave me? Okay, bitch, I, I see you. But anyway, after that, I was already at, at wit's end. I didn't have another job lined up, but I was like, you know what? Fuck this place. I came in in one of my fuck you attitudes and the shift went rather smoothly. I remember it being a weekday. I'm not sure what day. For some reason, I'm thinking it was a Tuesday. And towards the end, when it's time to go, when the parking lot lights started coming on and I looked at the clock and it was almost 11, it's about that time. I'm over here tapping that clock and I see this car pull in and they, they, they're pulling up, not to the building side, but to the other side in one of those parking lots where you see the, uh, in the back of the car and they hit the curb. I could see them hit the curb and the car sort of like lurch. And I'm like, 
who is this? Okay, the lady, this old lady who looked, she looked like she was Filipino or some sort of um, Southern Asian. She walked in and she was high as fuck. Her eyes were so fucking red. Like, if any of you have seen the Avengers and the Scarlet Witch uses her powers and they turn red, that's what this lady's eyes looked like. So, provided that context, she walks up to the counter and just stares at me. Me being me, I'm like, hello, ma'am. Welcome to McDonald's. She doesn't say anything. She just stares at me. Okay. Waiting, waiting, waiting. I look over at the drive-thru and my coworker Kanisha's looking at me and looking at her and she just bursts out laughing and the lady doesn't even fucking flinch. She just stares at me. And I'm like, ma'am, would you like to order? She's like, huh. And she looks up at the menu. Doesn't say anything to me, just goes, huh, and looks up at the menu over my head. And I look at the menu, I look back at her, I look over at Kanisha, and she starts laughing again. Well, after like five minutes, she goes to one of our high top tables directly in front of the counter and sits down. And so I was like, maybe she didn't find anything she's looking for, maybe she's waiting on someone. But she starts staring at me again. And I'm like, this is kind of weirding me out. Who the fuck is this? And why is she looking at me like that? Well, I didn't get, I didn't get to, you know, question that because someone walked in and he had a McDonald's bag in his hand. And me being trained to deal with bullshit, I could sniff it out. I could tell that something was wrong with his order. And so I was like, hello, sir. Is everything all right? And he's like, yo, little man, this, this is a big black dude. Real deep voice. I can't even mimic it. He's like, yo, little man. And I was like, yes, sir. Tell me something. And he pulls, he reaches into his bag and he pulls out a large fry. He's like, tell me something. Is there any salt on these fries? And I looked at him and I was, my heart was racing. I was like, oh God. And I was like, wait a minute. I see salt. Yes, sir. There is salt. He was so fucking angry. His voice was like, son of a bitch god damn it and he just started like going off and i'm like whoa 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 i backed up all the way against the ice cream machine i was like what the fuck is going on this guy is going off of me and i found out through his angry rancid he didn't want salt on his fries so he was you know testing me to see if i i I guess would say there was no salt on his fries but he was going off. He was like, God damn it, I fucking said I don't want salt on my fries. I got this. And I just, I stopped. I tuned that out after that. I was like, manager, manager. And out comes Claudia. And she's like, what's going on? I was like, he needs your assistance because I, I couldn't help him. Or rather, I wouldn't. But I was like, he's going through something right now. We need to go ahead and fix whatever we did wrong because he's quite angry. And as she's fixing his order, come to find out that he's got like some sort of sodium issue and he can't have too much sodium. But why the fuck is he eating at McDonald's? I mean, I'm sure, pretty sure there's cheese on his Big Mac because, you know, who the fuck eats a Big Mac with no cheese? And so it's like, 
I'm sorry, sir. I didn't take your order. He's like, that bitch in the back. I told her not to put salt on my fries. And I'm like, maybe she forgot. Or maybe whoever gave you that large fry didn't read. And sure enough, that's what happened. So the manager packs the to-go orders for the window. And she didn't see the whole no salt on the large fry. So that was her fault. But at the same time, who the fuck goes to McDonald's looking for a low-sodium meal? That's not the point. The point is, he was pissed. He came in, yelled. We gave him his money back and some free food. He left, and that lady was still fucking staring at me. So I'm over there, and I'm like, ma'am, are you okay? Because throughout that entire exchange with that big old black dude and his uh, salty as fries, she didn't flinch. So I'm like, ma'am, are you all right? And she's like, is someone going to come take my order? And I looked at her, I was like, oh no, you come to the counter to take your order. So she got up off that bar stool after all that time and came, looked right at the menu again. And it was literally like, do, 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 do. Like, what the fuck? Like, she's just like looking at the, the thing again. And I'm like, hmm, is she going to order something or is she just fucking with me? And finally, she looks down at me and says, I'm sorry, is this Denny's? And I look at her and I could not help it. I laughed so fucking hard. I laughed so fucking hard. And Kanisha's over there listening and she laughed so fucking hard. And we're over there rolling and this lady straight fucking face has no idea why we're laughing at her. And I'm like, I'm sorry, babe. This is not Denny's. Denny's is down the street. And I pointed to her left, but my right. That's important because she was like, oh, where is it? And I told her, go out of the parking lot. And she didn't turn around. I said, go out of the parking lot and take the street, go to the right. So my right is her left. Yes. So my right is her left. So when she turned around, she's like, okay, go to the right. So when she did that, she pointed left. I'm like, no, no, ma'am, go to the right. She's like, oh, okay. So I don't I don't know what she thought of when she left and she got out and she went to her car. That bitch turned left. I'm like, when you are facing someone, the right and the lefts are switched. I was saying my right. I should have, I don't know. She was high though. She was high as fuck. And that was one day at McDonald's that I would, I'm never going to forget. All that going on. But fuck that job. Like, anyway, moving on. So I did some uh, more serving uh, at Genghis Grill. Nothing really exciting happened there. Oh, at, well, <coughs> I'll take that lie back. I will say this. <clears throat> I have always had an exceptionally sharp gaydar. And when I was 16 working at the YMCA, my first job, I could tell that this dad who came in with his four kids was fucking hitting on me. And I told everybody this over and over and over and over again. And they told me I was fucking crazy. Well, working at Genghis Grill, this motherfucker walks in and I'm like, don't I know you from somewhere? And he was like, I don't know. Where would you know me from? And that right there was like, mm, this guy is gay. But I... I, I kept on thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. I was like, that's right. You used to go to the YMCA. I used to work there. And he's like, oh, yeah, I do remember you from there. 
he was actually one of the uh, few parents who actually joined in and played dodgeball with me, the kids, and the other staff members. And I swore up and down he was flirting with me. Well, when he found out who I was, he kept coming back to Genghis Grill and sitting in my section. And I was like, okay. So he would give me like really nice tips. And he was like, so do you like working here? And I'm like, not really, but it's really, it's a, you know, it's a job. You know, I, I get decent amount of money and thinking about it now, looking at it now from a different perspective, that was shit money, but I digress. He was like, well, why don't I pull some connections and get you a job at this fancy steakhouse over on the rich side of town? I don't even know what it's called, but it's, it was in Texas. And I think it had like Texas in its name or Lone Star something in its name. And it wasn't Texas Roadhouse. No, it was like a fancy one where they had like sit down and you have to come in dressed a certain way. And it was really nice. But he told me that I have to learn. I'd have to, uh, you know, dress up for an interview and he'll pull some strings and I'm like dress up in what way he's like you know suit and tie and I'm like well I don't own a tie he's like really well I've got a few why don't you give me your address and I will come over and show you how to tie a tie and I'm like eh? that doesn't sound right alarms are going off in my head I'm thinking to myself no 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 that's not how this works. Something's going on. So I was like, I don't know if that's, you know, going to work because I don't live alone, which I didn't. I live with my mom at that uh, point still. And I was like, why don't we meet somewhere else? He was like, well, what's near you? I was like, well, there's a gas station down the street and there's a hospital right, like literally across. He was like, let's meet at the gas station. So that we, I met him there and I was like, okay, so how do you tie a tie? Instead of, you know, showing me on himself, this motherfucker gets behind me and starts wrapping the tie all over my shoulders. And I'm like, this doesn't seem right. And so I was like, red flags, this dude is gay. Well, you know, fast forward a few, uh, a few weeks, he finally confesses to me that he's got some same sex attractions as if I didn't already know. And I'm like, dude, when we met, I was 16 and I was like your kid's babysitter. And I'm thinking to myself, that's kind of kinky. But at the same time, I'm not really interested. And so <laughs> he would like take me out to eat and we would talk. And I felt like I was using him in a way. But at the same time, I didn't because he was like using me for my company. So it all worked out. But that's, that's you know, Genghis Grill in a, nut in a nutshell. Like that's the only memorable thing from Genghis Grill. That end. This one time I almost got fired for laughing. So, you know, the whole gay guy from my first job coming in and, you know, like, seducing me or trying to seduce me. Didn't work, though. But then you have this one time. <laughs> Pardon my language. This is going to get kind of crude, but I swear to God this happened. You had a couple come in and they sat in my section and the girl apparently had to go to the bathroom. So she told her boyfriend order me something to drink and he's like well what would you what do you want and she's like i drink pretty much everything that right there should have been a sign i should be like how about i bring her a water and then i'll get you what you want but me being a novice server at the time i didn't really you know know that kind of stuff so when he ordered two dr peppers i was like okay let me get you some dr peppers <laughs> that girl comes back i see her come back 
and I walk over as she's taking a sip and she's like, uh, mm, uh-uh, no, what is this? And it surprised the fuck out of me because she was like very like elegant, looked like she was like a church going girl. And uh, she was like a lighter Hispanic, I think. And she's like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, he ordered you Dr. Pepper. And she's like, oh no, I, I can't do Dr. Pepper. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. She's like, yeah, you can take this away and give me a Coke. Dr. Pepper makes your pussy stink. And I looked at her and I kid you not, I laughed, I scream laughed so fucking loud. Every table in that restaurant stopped talking and everyone turned and looked at me and I could not stop it. She stood there with a straight face and that guy she was sitting across from had, was like wide-eyed embarrassed. And I, I laughed my ass off. I could not stop. The manager came over and said, excuse me, what's going on over here? Come with me. And I went and I was still laughing. She's like, what's going on? And I'm like, yo, she just said, I'm holding up the cup of Dr. Pepper, that she can't drink this because it makes her pussy stink. And the manager thought I was lying to her. And she's like, I was like, no, go and ask her. And I went over there and I, I didn't go like right next to the manager. I just went around the table so I can like eavesdrop. And she's like, excuse me, is there something wrong with the Dr. Pepper? And she's like, oh no, I don't want Dr. Pepper anymore because that makes your pussy stink. And she said it to my manager and then my manager looked and she's like, oh, okay, well, what can we get you instead? And she's like, I'll take a Coke. And I couldn't help it. I laughed again, not nearly as loud, of course, but I laughed again. And she's like, oh no, it makes your pussy stink. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know what to think. Anyway, that gig is girl. Those are my two moments there. Uh, I didn't get the job at the fancy steakhouse. However, they directed me over to Papacito's, which was hiring, and I did get a job there, and I worked there for two years before I moved um, up here to Indiana, which is where I live now, in case you didn't know. If you didn't know now, if you didn't know before, you know now. But Papacito's was two years of turbulence. I loved that job. I hated that job. I loved that job. I hated that job. For the most part, looking back on it, that shit was hell of a good money. Like, I served um, the original actor who played um, Adam from The Young and the Restless. There are Houston Rockets, Houston Astros that go there. Um, there's just a lot of, like, celebrities that really went to this location because it was, like, very bougie next to, the, like, the expensive mall. And so it was a nice job. My best night there, I made 700 bucks. And in my best year there, my full year there, I made $48,000. Cause I claimed almost everything. Like if I didn't claim like two or $3 here and there, that would be the exception. But I claimed almost everything. And the fact that I made almost $50,000 serving is like pfft, mind blowing. And so I love that job. I have a lot of stories there too, but they're really long and I'm, you know, rambling at this point. But anyway, moved back up here to Southern Indiana, decided to go back to school. I had a lot of jobs up here, you know, serving. And then I went into hospitality, working at a hotel for two years. And I got some stories about that one. Uh, the, the, the highlight of my hotel experience, um, you had a, an employee that they hired for whatever fucking reason who continuously sexually harassed everybody. Didn't matter who, they, he just sexually harassed men, women, anybody. And then you had this one dude who I ended up sleeping with who was a dumbass. I mean, that that's it. Like, And then, then he started working there, which made things worse because 
I didn't really care for him. He didn't really care for me. And he was just a jackass. And he eventually got fired after everything he did there. Uh, because he decided to rent out these, use his discount to rent out these two rooms. And he rented them out to these guys who were filming a rap video. This rap video was being shot on a hockey weekend. What a hockey weekend means is we have hockey tournaments up here because I live ne near Notre Dame, Indiana. And these little kids and their idiotic parents would come up here and they would spend the weekend getting shit-faced. Like they would leave their little kids to run around the hotel doing God knows what while they would bring out huge fucking bottles of hard liquor and they would get shit-faced. And it happened to be a particularly bad weekend where you had a lot of teams staying in the hotel, so much so that the only rooms available were on our platinum floor, which is the top floor, for anyone who wanted to check in. And so, while all this was going on, this motherfucker decided to run out two rooms to these people he really didn't know that were shooting a rap video. So we had kids running around the hotel putting fucking goldfish that they got from the PetSmart across the street in our swimming pool, clogging that shit up. We locked the swimming pool so if the, there's no pool for them to use and they, they can't use the workout room without sober parents, the kids were left to run around the fucking hotel, break in windows. Somehow they ended up on the roof. Uh, and then you got people from this rap video. So they were shooting this rap video, but they decided to have like a party style. So they literally called hundreds of people with hundreds of drugs pills cocaine all sorts of shit on our platinum floor and you had people who were on that top floor calling the front desk for complaints now the worst part is the guy who my co-worker who rented the rooms out to these guys was supposed to be working the front desk that night we had no manager because no manager wanted to stay working the late afternoon shift and so it was just me and one other person dealing with six hockey teams on three floors plus all the noise complaints from the fourth floor and then you've got kids running around doing god knows what and then people ordering food it, it was it was a lot folks it was a lot and then people are like there's a weird smell in the elevator and i go over there and it's like what the fuck is that smell i didn't smoke marijuana then this was when i was like 22 i was a good kid i didn't even used to swear when i was younger but that's beside the point they were like, there's a bad smell. And I was like, what the fuck is that smell? And I would ask my coworker, yo, what is that smell? And she's like, oh no. And she's like, and I was like, what? She's like, that's weed. I'm like, weed? What? So needless to say, we went up there and I was like, what the fuck is this? There was no one watching the front desk. Kids and parents from the hockey team acting fucking crazy. And you've got this rap video with people literally bouncing from room to room up and down the halls, all over the carts to push your luggage. And I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. I wasn't even about to, I was like, you know what? 911, someone please call 911. I called the cops. I was like, uh-uh, I ain't dealing with this. I was like, bitch, you, you need to calm down. Take your kids. I was kicking out parents, but I was, I at that point, I was over it. People were calling me to unclog their toilet. I'm like, no, bitch. I, I handed them the plunger. This one dude, literally that night, held the door open for me. I was like, oh, thank you, sir. And I handed him the plunger and I walked the fuck away. I'm not going in your room to plunge your toilet while all this mayhem is going on. And so I was supposed to be gone by 11. 
I called my manager several times before I decided to call the police and that motherfucker would not answer his fucking phone. So then when the police were called, they were like, well, who's the manager? And I was like, fuck it. I'm the manager. I'm the stand-in manager right now. Can you believe he's going to get mad at me the next day because I refused to text him that the police were there? First of all, I texted and called you several times, and then when I finally decided to call the police, that's when you're going to get all uppity because I decided to declare myself the manager. Motherfucker, if you cared that much, you would have been there. That's not the point. Needless to say, the guy who rented out the rooms got fired. I kicked out, like, several guests from the hockey people because the parents were drunk as fuck and the kids destroyed the, the, the pump for the pool. There were goldfish in it. And so they had to go and get that fixed and they put our pool out of commission for, like, a week and a half, two weeks because they had to literally go in there and scoop all those dead fish out of there. I felt so bad for those fish. Anyway, and that was, like... One night, I was supposed to be gone by 11. I got out there like 3 34 o'clock, and best believe I stayed on the clock that entire time. I'm not doing that shit for free. And the cops were like, This is bad. Like, from, from, a, from like a standpoint, like every time the hockey people come to Notre Dame area, they always act like this. And I'm like, Every weekend we have a hockey week, it's always fucking chaos. And the cops were like, all the hotels in the area need to get together and say something to somebody because we keep getting these calls out to these hotels because these parents and these fucking kids are going crazy. And you got parties going on up. Mm. Oh, mm -mm. I could write a fucking book about the things that I've gone through with my jobs. But anyway, this is going on the 50 uh, minute mark. I think from now, like from this perspective, y'all got a pretty decent idea of who I am. Uh... I hope to God I have a lot of fun with you guys. Uh, just being able to speak and talk with you on this little podcast would be enough for me. Um, like I said before, um, well, I'm not sure if I did say it, but I'm saying it now. I'm not doing this to make money and get rich. Though I will monetize it if the um, uh, opportunity does arise. Um, but I really enjoy just being able to talk and like hash things out and get my feelings out there. This thing is going on 50 minutes. And if you've made it this far listening to my ramblings, thank you. I, I will tell you that there will be talks of substance in the future, but this is just a test and just so you can sort of get my style and my sense of humor. And so I do appreciate it. I really wish that you would stick around for some of my other podcasts, my other topics, though I did say this before, they can get a little bit heavy. Um, Just know that everything will be okay. This is the age of the millennial, and I want you all to understand that we just need to talk about some of these things. Hear my serious voice. I'm getting serious again. And I'm over here trying to like walk around eggshells and not be so, you know, matter of factly. Because I've been told, you know, before that I'm very pointed. Uh, I've been told that I'm abrasive, which I disagree with because abrasive means that you disregard the other person's feelings when you speak to them or when you do things. But I really do care, which is why I'm doing this podcast in the first place, because I believe that with all the things that I've been taught, with all the things that I know, that I don't know enough, that I may not have been taught correctly. And I can admit that. I know there are some things that I have um, been taught that were just wrong. And being able to have a podcast and start a conversation, especially with some of the guests I have planned 
um, will be very beneficial. But anyway, as I said before, this is um, Age of the Millennial. I am King Kyrie. I wish you all a great day, afternoon, night, weekend, whatever you're doing right now, whatever day this is for you. Peace out for now, and I hope to see you back, or not see you, but I hope you come back. See my first podcast? I'm using the wrong adjectives. Bye, y'all. Mwah.